Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, uh, we always love it when we can uh, catch up with our good buddy Jeff Shane. Been covering golf for quite some time down there. Uh, and this uh, tournament being played in one of his old stomping grounds down there in South Carolina at Kiwa Islands Ocean Course. So we welcome in. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? We are fantastic, and uh, we have uh, thoroughly been enjoying uh, the PGA Championship coverage and uh, this Kiowa Island Ocean course. It uh, was uh, 7,850 yards on the card. Uh, they didn't get to play the full distance due to the wind. They might have the tees back with the conditions today, but this is a course you're very familiar with. You've covered big events out there. How is it now what we're seeing on TV compared to when it came into existence for the Ryder cup and then uh, versus 2012. I think that we're seeing more of what Kiowa was meant to be uh, in the spring because the winds have been constant. They have come up, they have switched and that's what this course is all about. I mean, it's, it can be tough in benign conditions and let's, Remember that in 2012, there was Rory McIlroy and everybody else, you know, as far as uh, the way that scoreboard looked. Uh, if you weren't Rory McIlroy, you were bedeviled by some conditions that could be relatively benign. There was a day where we had storms come through and made it difficult on everybody. But I think this is more of, of what Kiowa was meant to be with, with the steady winds. You have to play into the wind. you got to play downwind. There are those couple of transitional holes where you've got to deal with crosswinds. And I, that, to me, is, is the essence of what the ocean course is about. So let's talk about those last five holes, I guess. That's where this tournament's going to be won or lost, I would imagine, going, going forward. Uh, it seems like that 17th hole is the most difficult hole on the golf course. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it, and it's meant to be. It's, it's an island green without the island. Uh, you have to stand up there 
and hit it. And, you know, the difference between 17 at Sawgrass and 17 at Kiowa is about 100 yards, which makes a ton of difference. Now, you can uh, adjust the uh, adjust the tees accordingly uh, with the wind, but I that is one of those holes, and I can think of a few others. Number four at Augusta, uh, number 15 at uh, uh, PGA National for the Honda Classic, where the winds are going to are, are are going to bedevil you, and you've got distance, and the prevailing wind often will push it toward the water. And you just kind of have to stand up there and gulp twice and 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 hit it. And we're seeing we're seeing the same kind of wreckage <laughs> that you would see at number seventeen at Sawgrass. But it is it is as much of a par three as you would ever ever want to deal with. And I find it interesting too. Um, and I guess there's no way around it, especially when you're hitting into the wind as they have in the last two days. The backup on that hole is incredible. There are at least three groups sitting there having to watch their companions uh, in front of them take on that hole and putting all sorts of bad thoughts into their head before they actually get up there and pull their own iron. Jeff Shane is our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Shane, S-H-A-I-N. Covering golf now for the uh, Village's Sun Daily down there in Central Florida. Uh, so how surprised are you to see Phil Mickelson's name at the top of the leaderboard, uh, this week, considering kind of the up and down hit and miss sort of play we've seen from him uh, so far this season. 18 holes. Phil Mickelson would never surprise me. I think he can play 18 holes as well as anybody else. It's the, it's the two days, three days, four days. So when I saw him on the leaderboard after thir- after 18 holes on Thursday, I thought, you know, that, that's a nice round. That, that's, that's the way to go. And then for him to do it again, that's when all of a sudden it became, wait a minute, this is, this is not the film that we've seen in the last two years. Uh, but I, I, I think that he has, he can shoot 18 with anybody. If it, if it was, and we, uh, and a little bit in the Champions Tour too is that he will he he can kind of hold that focus or hold his game together and avoid a clunker round. But four rounds of golf is what the tournament is, and and it's a, very difficult. And I found it interesting, and he's kind of hinted at it before, talking about his focus and that he's had concentration lapses, senior moments, if you will, and he's really had to work on being able to get up to his ball assess the situation, visualize the shot, and then make sure that he still has that picture in his head by the time he sets the club down behind the ball. Um, you know, as a senior golfer myself, <laughs> it's a lot, it's really easy to get distracted or, or, or lose your focus. And I'm not playing the ocean course. Maybe that snaps you to attention, but it can also be very wearing. But I am really interested to see if Phil can pull it off for two more days. And I'll also say this. The biggest difference between what has happened this week and what has been going on with Phil for the last however many years is the foul ball situation. He hasn't hit a lot of foul balls. But he's also gone away from the driver this week, and he's put a a new two-iron into play, which was designed specifically to keep it under the wind and keep the wind from grabbing something that was a little offline and taking it really offline. 
Yeah, you know, fifty. When I was forty, fifty was old, and now that I'm not, <laughs> and well over fifty, <laughs> I look back and say, fifty years old. This guy's a, he's a baby. He can still do uh, just about anything he wants to do. Phil has kept himself in pretty darn good shape. He's lost a bunch of weight. He's hitting the ball mm-hmm. well. He's I, you know, I think maybe he was compromised by money he didn't really need to be as focused now he wants he to build his legacy even more so it would be interesting to see him go forward uh louis oosthuizen 38 years old considerably younger uh looking for his second major uh i'm impressed with the way he played at the match play and he continues to play that well here he really has he's had a really good stretch of the last couple of years uh, injury-free, um, so many guys, you know, even if they don't tell you they're dealing with something, they're dealing with something. But um, he is, uh, he's always been a really, really good ball striker. And we, you mentioned the match play. You can also recall that he and Charles Schwartzel went to the playoff mm-hmm. at the Zurich in the two-man event. And, so, and he played well in a couple of uh, FedEx Cup playoff events last year. So I think that, that he's really found his game again. He is an outstanding ball striker. I think the putting is always going to be kind of the d- determining factor for him, as it is for a lot of guys. But uh, I really have liked the way he's resurged over the past, 12 months or thereabouts and really put himself in a good position. And let's not forget, he is a major winner. He was the guy that was a little bit of the beneficiary of those strong wins in 2010 at St. Andrews, but he also had to finish the deal and he did very, very well. Uh, you surprised to see that Dustin Johnson didn't make the cut. A little bit, except I think that the one thing about the ocean course uh, even though you could say, hey, they set it up for the big hitters at 7,800 yards, they did that so they could have flexibility and move tees up on the into the wind holes no matter which direction they were going. But guys that hit the ball far and particularly hit the ball high, they're going to be bedeviled by the wind. And I think that's where a guy like Dustin Johnson, uh, who maybe – maybe suddenly, you know, doesn't try to find a different ball flight. You know, this is who I am. This is, we're going to deal with what it is. Um, the ocean course got him as opposed to Phil Mickelson, who said, we got to do something about staying under the wind and, and making the wind help us instead of hurt us, or at least not hurt us terribly. And he went and, to the people at Callaway and said, I need a two wood. Can we figure it out? Jeff Shane, our guest here, uh, I think the one name everybody looks at right now in Brooks Kepka, uh, who's won uh, PGA, two PGAs in the last few years and looks like his knee is no longer bothering him, at least the ability to walk and, and make shots uh, and the wind down a little bit coming from a different direction. We see some early low scores out there, conditions as good as maybe they've been all week. Is he somebody that could go post a score and separate himself from the field today? Well, I, I think he could. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that he's over the knee issue. He has said, this is something I'm going to have to deal with for the next several months. What he's found is something that works and, and gets him around, both in terms of walking and in terms of, of his swing. But you can still see when he gets when he picks the ball out of the hole or when he gets down to read a putt, 
it, it's it, it, it's not you know kind of a normal body position that you would expect from a golfer. So he's dealing with it, but I think you know this is what he thrives on. This is big game Brooks, and I think that having that athlete's mentality. Not that the other guys in the field aren't athletes, but remember that he was a very very promising baseball player and 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 had had uh, dealt. You know, in other in other sports, I mean, Gary Woodland's kind of the same way. He's he's got that mental ability to kind of put that out of his mind, and to see him in third, you know, kind of in comparison to what happened with Dustin Johnson. A Brooks has kind of adjusted his ball flight. He's always had a little bit lower ball flight than Dustin, but uh, if he can continue to putt the way he has and make those eagles from forty feet plus then, you know, those strokes add up. It, I think that, that he'll definitely be in it uh, down the stretch. And if, if we're kind of going back to, you know, what does Phil have to do, he's got to stay ahead of Brooks Kepka. Mm-hmm. And as you look at things, uh, we know the wind is expected to kind of shift uh, later this afternoon, maybe come on Sunday from a different direction where uh, the finishing holes could be more downwind than into the wind that we've seen. Uh, how far back can somebody come from here, and who do you expect to see uh, holding a Wanamaker trophy on Sunday? Well, I, I'm not sure that you can come from from terribly far back because of that wind. And we, you know, we can talk about hey, the those fishing holes are going to be downwind. That's all well and good, but that means the middle holes <laughs> are going to be the tough ones, mm-hmm. and they're going to be into the wind. And those are those are the ones that may actually. Uh, eliminate a lot of guys before they get to 14 and 15. And so um, I think you just, you've got to, you've got to have a steady game. You definitely got to stay focused. And again, that's, you know, kind of what uh, Phil has talked about it openly. Others have kind of talked about it in, in more hushed tones, but this course is going to take a lot out of you. When you're being buffeted by the wind, you guys know this playing out on the course yourself, uh, on the coast yourself, you know, you play 18 holes in the wind you're exhausted <laughs> physically and mentally by the time you're done. So this is going to be survival of the fittest right now. Me notwithstanding, Kepka is probably survival of the fittest, but I think Matsuyama being right there, being a steady player, he may just bubble to the top once again. And, and he's the only guy that can go for the grand slam. Well, how would that play in Japan if he had both the green jacket <laughs> and the Wanamaker? That would be amazing, and uh, he may he may not go home for a while due to the mob scene that would be awaiting him. So, uh, Jeff Shane, you can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Shane S H A I N, covering uh, the PGA and and all of golf down there in South Florida. We're always appreciative when you make a few minutes for us, and uh, we hope you are well, and we'll catch up with you soon. Sounds great. Enjoy your weekend.